Your San Jose Sharks were surprisingly busy on Free Agent Frenzy Day, along with a trade to be announced. We'll break it all down and all that good stuff as to how the Sharks will reshape themselves for the 23-24 season right now on Teal Town Live. Good evening, everyone, and happy Canada Day to all those who celebrate. It is July 1st, 2023. Sharks make a number of moves today, which is usually not quite themselves, but we'll break it all down right now here on Teal Town Live. If you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow hockey fans all over the world and in Sharks territory using the YouTube page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social YouTube Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, TikTok. Who knows about the freaking bird app right now? And, of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com. You can also support the pod via Venmo at tealtownusa or here on a Super Chat donation. And for those in the Discord, fuck Twitter, fuck Elon Musk. And with that, I say hello to Mr. AJ Strong. Are we live? Did we exceed the, uh, the rate limit? I think we re- exceeded the rate limit, but, uh, you know. Cool. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, um, you know, AJ, we're usually not used to uh, the Sharks doing much on Free Agent Frenzy Day. Um, it's a new effing era. New effing era in Sharks hockey. I guess they're evolving or something of some sort. Uh, we'll go down the list of the number of deals that happened here uh, you, you saw that the you know while uh, they didn't get a deal done right away before Friday they did sign uh, Mackenzie Blackwood to a two-year deal uh, about two and a quarter million AAV uh, the Sharks have a new goaltender as James Reimer goes bye-bye to uh, Detroit yeah <laughs> uh, everybody likes the reclamation project and if chief can come through so be it today on the media call, Mike Greer kind of intimated more or less that uh, this is this is it. This is what we have to look forward to. Some combination of McEnany, Kakinen, and Blackwood. So enjoy, everybody. Uh, I don't know that we're in any better or worse shape than L.A. right now. L.A. is... <laughs> Uh, goaltending looking a little sus, but uh, you hope that Blackwood can uh, do something. And, you know, it it seems pretty obvious based on the contract links and what we have here that it's, uh, this is Band-Aids. These are Band-Aids for right now. It's it's the um, placeholder, as we said, for the Vegas logo. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's just... Just a little time before, uh, you know, the the kids are ready to go, whether it's Makiniemi or or the plethora of goaltenders that Nabby will have at hand. Uh, it'll remain to be seen as to who jumps out first, but that's the best part about the training camp and, and even the uh, Proscrit, uh camp coming up this week. So we got that. Going forward, uh, Kyle Burrows. Uh, three well, I'm not, uh, we're not done. Oh, you're not done yet. Oh, my <laughs> bad. Done. I was just so, trying to let it, let us continue your Canada Day uh, Jubilee. Well, I go ahead. Uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious based on the deals. Like Kakinen has a year left. 
and Blackwood signed the two-year deal. This is very much kind of like, show me, earn an extension, earn something here. If Blackwood plays accordingly, and maybe McAmey pushes, is competitive, uh, but Kakinen also still playing well. Uh, obviously, the best part of this would be is all three of them are playing really well, and then you have that option to move Kakinen at the deadline, if need be, because the younger guys are pushing. Right. W- whether it's Romanoff or Krona, McAniemi, doesn't matter. Um, I do think it's rather telling, though, that Gaudreau said, no, nah, this isn't a fit re-enters the draft and doesn't even get taken. <laughs> kind of interesting. Uh, so, whoops. Yeah. So I think, you know, if the defense in front of the goalies is a little bit better, <laughs> maybe we can pad some stats on these goalies. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You know, uh, going through the chat here, racist fan rocks four. I see a, the Sharks as a team got a lot of guys who could trade at the deadline and get more draft picks uh the cheat you train left you when you played uh how many more chances are we giving nabby i think if we don't see any upside this year net then we need to hire a new goalie coach completely agree and i'm a huge nabby fan but Mm -hmm. the warren straylo magic did not rub off i completely agree on that you know so we'll see what go- what happens uh but at least for now like you reiterated it's a, it's a blackwood kakinen uh you know start to start the year and we'll go from there so we'll we'll, we'll go on from that uh moving onward to Kyle Burrows uh 3-year deal 1.1 AAV uh played with Vancouver last year uh, I mean, ninety-eight games in 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 the national. Nice little cup of coffee, but uh, death move. I would I would have to assume death move. Greer, for the most part. Um, first off, again, intimated. Uh, we all know that these guys aren't going to come out and just say something. So, reading between the lines, it was were the uh, were. The Sharks are somewhat solidified in on, on defense. Now, of course, the thing that is a little, you know, tightening around the collar is that a lot of these guys are at the 30 mark. You know, Vlasic 36, Shimmick 30, Benning 29, McDonald 30, and Burroughs 27. And we all know, for some reason, defenders tend to marinate a little longer, take a little while uh, to go. And right now the Sharks, two, four, six, eight, nine defensemen right now. But if you read the tea leaves, one of those defensemen, probably not going to be here. Yeah. The guy who just won that Norris thing. <laughs> so or At least I would think they're planning on it right now as we speak. Yeah. So it really makes you wonder, like, who that top pair could be. Is there even a top pair? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it could, you could very well look at this as kind of a um, Vegas Golden Knights idea of we're not going to have a top pair, a middle pair, and a bottom pair. We're just going to have three middle pairs. 
Yeah. You know, it's like our bottom pair isn't going to be horrid, you know, horrible, but our top pair isn't going to be badass. We're just going to put, you know, to take a line from Moneyball, we're going to find it in the aggregate. <laughs> uh, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if, you know, <laughs> like Vlasic and Thrun is the top pair. <laughs> or I shouldn't say oh, top boy. pair at this point. I should say the pair that sees the most minutes, <laughs> you know. It's then it could be Ferraro Benny. I like, I don't even know. Yeah, it, it's going to be a toss up, dude. And I will say Greer sounded on the call today. Greer sounded really high on betting. Sounds super duper high on him, which, you know, hopefully that plays out because you got him for another three years. Yeah. I mean, he had it. All things considered with how rough the defense was this year, he had some semi decent numbers, uh, you know, with his first year, but that remains to be seen. Uh, well, wasn't Benning, though, getting some time here and there with Carlson? Yeah. So that's going to pad your fucking numbers. Right. So let's see, you know, what happens if he's, you know, having to drag Ferraro around the rink. And he had time with uh, Vlasic for a little bit, too. So yeah. putting up uh, these. Dude, Ferraro <laughs> Vlasic could be your top pair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and Ian in the chat saying, and you thought last year was bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, dude, I got to say it right now, looking at, I mean, no disparaging comments about Anthony Duclair, but, whew, you know, if, I mean, Reimer didn't play well last season. Everybody knows that, but he still played better than Kakinen for the most part. Right. Now, and Reimer's going to be gone. And, you know, a def you lost your – how bad would this team have been without Timo being there from the start? And so this coming season, there will be no Timo. In all likelihood, there will be no Eric Carlson. This team – remember – here, this will bake your noodle. <laughs> there was a time – I want to say it was 07, 08-ish where we saw – the New England Patriots run the table. Perfect season. Now, I'm not talking about postseason. I don't give a shit about that. We're just talking regular season. They ran the table. The following year, Detroit, the poor Lions didn't win a single game. That happened in back-to-back -back years. How interesting, sad, funny, put your descriptor here, would it be to see a season by Boston, record-setting season by Boston, followed up by what could possibly be the worst season of all time in San Jose this season. <laughs> That's a tough one to, to, to do, though, dude. I mean, how can... And, and how we can... have... Uh, oh, wait a minute. We have... Uh, Jesus Christ, we already have audio from Tomas Hurdle about that. Trade me right fucking now! Oh. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, what happens I if Hurdle... You know, bite my tongue, but what happens if Hurdle or Couture it get injured in the first month, and they're out? Either one are out for significant time. Well, consider <sighs> what consider what how Hurdle started the year. He had that one goal in in Prague, and then went on like a month long Schneid. Uh -huh. And I, if I'm not mistaken, Timo hadn't scored a goal until I think we got to the Toronto game in November, yeah. and then went off. To, to where he said, you know, trade me right now. But, um, dude, if you look at uh, Hurdle's Instagram, his social, mm -hmm. dude, he took last season personally. 
Go look at dude. He is working out like he invented it. Yeah, for sure. I need to. I need to get going on that. Plus, I have two kids now. <laughs> uh, Broden Smith, thank you so much for the donation, Chief. Uh, yes. lo- love the podcast, y'all. What would be a reasonable return for EK? Um, <laughs> a massive haul. I mean, yeah, but it comes down to the financial aspect of it. If if the sharks are going to eat three and a half million it better be a significant haul if you're going to pay three and a half million for four years to watch a guy play for another team i mean it's already a kick in the dick that you had to watch burns play for another team for three years at 2.7 but if you're going to eat three and a half that's yeah that's that's pretty pretty choice it has to be a significant haul now maybe they can get some third team involved, which has been speculated all over the place. And the, <clears throat> excuse me, the sharks eat two and a half find, you know, move some sort of piece to one team and get Carlson there. And then that team that you find a third party to suck up another two and a half. And all of a sudden you're getting, I mean, dude, let's be honest. Even if you suck up $3 million for the sharks, Eric Carlson is an eight and a half million dollar player on any team. Mm-hmm. Easily now, yeah, easily. Especially well, what, what happens? You know what happens all of a sudden if you're able to get another team involved, and you're getting that 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 coin down that you're eating two and a half, and you find another team to hide two and a half. Well, shit, dude. Now you're talking about a six million dollar player. That is going to give you, I mean, if, if, if he remains as healthy and follows up last season, dude, a $12 million player for half the price, dude, anybody's going to take that, but they're going to have to pony up. Right. And that's the one thing that I'm a little nervous about is that Greer, everybody, you know, this is the thing with Wilson and it feels like it's kind of this way with Greer so far is maybe going too far out on a limb to make sure that a player is done right by, even if it kind of screws the franchise a little bit. And I understand that, that when players out there see that, they're of course going to say, Hey, that's San Jose. They, they do right by their guys. You know, I wouldn't mind playing there for a couple of years because I know they're not going to screw me. So reputation, right. you know, versus the reputation that VGK has where it's like could be out of there at any time. I mean, who the hell did they just move? Well, didn't they just move somebody who's like part of the Riley misfits? Smith. Wasn't he a misfit? Yep. To yeah. Pittsburgh. So like second guy who touched the cup two weeks later, he's gone. Yeah. So, uh, th- yeah, the dude, I would <laughs> if you're going to eat three mil, which, again, it wouldn't surprise me. This is going to be. At least in my mind, I know nothing, but at least in my mind, it feels like the Sharks have finally, they were the last ones to realize that they were in a rebuild. Everybody else saw that it needed to happen. They were the last ones to recognize it, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's, you know, you have everybody tell you, you know, you need to move on and you're the last one to move on. Yeah. Which So it's, I don't, it's finding that balance of how much money you want to eat 
versus making it worth your while to eat that. Now, what also, of course, needs to be brought up, and Hockey Jerk will be the first one to tell you this, is that after this coming season, the cap should go up about five mil. All of a sudden, it makes eating some of that money a little little easier. easier. Yeah. Not to mention, you're also going to have some deals that are going to come up after this season. You know, it's LeBanc, a huge stand-up. Dude, contract year. This guy is playing for a contract. If he did, if this, this is the epitome of shit or get off the pot. Yeah. So he has got to play out of his mind this season. Then you've got Lindblom. Again, shit or get off the pot. Lindblom, I think, would be the first to tell you. Had a horrible fucking year. Yeah. Horrible. Reclamation project didn't pan out. Uh, he's got one more year to prove it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if he sucks again, dude, he's not even going to be a, a trade piece at the deadline. It's going to be, thank you for your services. Good day. We, you know, we tried. Just like Noah Gregor. Yeah. It's, so yeah. it's, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, but by that time, though, after one more season, you're going to have, uh, you know, you would hope after this season that Eklund slides in maybe Bordalo makes a bit of an impact mm-hmm. maybe some other guy surprises the hell out of you between dev and training right you know maybe the, every once in a while there's always that kind of guy who just kind of like whoa, whoa. Where, where'd that come <laughs> from yeah you didn't expect I, God, who was it there was a guy like four or five years ago that like nobody was talking about and just like made a huge impression at camp i'm trying to was that kanishov there was I want, I, is it Kanishov or Kanishev? I think it's Kanishov. Yeah, I, I, that's who I thought it was. I might be wrong. I probably am. I usually am. And if you talk about development camp, never forget Sean Doogie. So <laughs> that give me a break. <laughs> but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just again. This is just Greer. I ho- I just really hope this works out for everybody. It's like I hope the Sharks get back a really nice group of picks. Right. You know, so far the Burns deal not looking that great. <laughs> you know, you got well, what McCunin, Cunning and McAniemi, or no, well, I'm sorry, no, Lorenz and McAniemi. Right? We'll get yeah. to where Lorenz ended up uh, a little bit later. Yeah, but, yeah. But so far the Burns deal is not looking the greatest. Aside from you got Lane Peterson that, the hell out of here, hmm. who somehow found somebody to take him today. I don't even get that. But Edmonton uh, of all places. Yeah. <sighs> uh, and it was weird how they had Nieto going to Edmonton for like five seconds and then boom, Pittsburgh, but Pitt- whatever. Yeah, no, um, totally. So, I, yeah, it's it's going to be a real hard balancing act, but hopefully Carlson gets to where he wants to be. Uh, the Sharks don't have to eat a ton of money. Right. But they get back, you know, a, a king's ransom. I don't think it's going to be anything like what the Sharks gave up to get him. Yeah. But... Uh, if they get some some pieces, you know, I, we're going to be happy with that. But l- look, I think we can. I think I'm validated in saying that uh, I never liked the Carlson extension. I think that's, <laughs> you know, I think that's really well I known. I've never know. Yeah, I, I hated the <laughs> like understood the trade at the time. wasn't a fan of it, but I understood it. I got it. Right. The the extension I thought was ridiculous you didn't even make him sweat like you signed it two weeks before the deadline like it, and i don't know that there were too many people knocking down that door but either way i wasn't a fan of it and i think 
you know, if you sign an eight year deal and both parties are like ready to pull the cord after halfway through in hindsight, wasn't a good play. And you have to wonder where both sides were thinking that this organization was at. I think they didn't, I think they knew they had to get some more youth injected once it was signed, but at the same time, they overvalued the prospects a bit. Now the prospects have been coming, but well, you still COVID have some time. Help. Yeah, Flat COVID, cap, COVID, all, you yeah, know, and, and that threw a monkey in the wrench. That I think was the biggest thing is COVID because we should have been over ninety million dollars with the cap by now, and that would have made that deal a little bit more um, pleasing. Yeah, uh, but you get some, you get some relief. After after this coming year, um, the the buyout for Martin Jones it, it goes from two point nine to one point six, so that gets halved. Uh, the, the Bolser's paltry three hundred grand comes <laughs> off the books. Um, so you're and again coming up. What what do you, you're going to have to make a decision on Lindblom? So right there, I mean LeBanc coming off. There's four point seven. Lindblom, I'm sorry, I'm not a Lindblom fan. I don't think it's going to happen. So there's two and a half that comes off. So right there, you're at seven mil, just yeah. over seven mil. That, that you know, you can use that money to to do some things. Perhaps, uh, perhaps give Henry Thun a nice little extension, or bridge, or whatever you want to call it. Right. You got me all for clap there for a second. <laughs> uh, of the of the four forwards, you have Giovanni Smith. Two-year deal, 800K AAV. Uh, Scott Sabarin, who was most known for, you know, Austin Matthews looking at the back of the jersey wondering, who are you? Uh, gets a two-year, two-way deal. Uh, Fabian Zetterlin, part of the Timo Meyer trade. He re-ups at two years at 1.45 AAV. I uh, hate that deal. And and the one that I think a lot of people got caught surprised, but nice welcome back, Ryan Carpenter. Carpe uh, Deuces. Carpe Deuces is back. One-year deal, two-way, uh, of course. Uh, and, of course, I'll, I'll I'll mention this, you know, as a little bit of a tease to Jamie Baker, but Carpenter scoring the biggest goal in Barracuda history in that playoff shorthanded goal, assisted by Barkley Goodrow. Uh, won't say what game it was, but I digress. Uh, out of those four, what, what what you like out of them? I, I mean, decent, decent cap numbers all around. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Mike Greer right now is bargain hunting. You know, it's it's qual, qual, quantity, to. yeah, quantity over quality right now. It's bargain hunting. It's uh, driving competition. Uh, everybody's going to have the opportunity to push somebody else out of a job. That's great, right? Uh, but based on Greer's call today, um, it sounded as if like Carpenter and Sabarin, they're going to have every opportunity to try to you know push somebody. Mm-hmm. But it sounded like it's the this kind of benefits everybody in that that two way deal. They're going to bring leadership, professionalism to the Barracuda. They're going to keep that there. Obviously, Carpenter already has relationships, but Joe Will McCarthy, he's familiar, so it's going to be an easy slide. Right. Um, so that you know, hopefully, it'll help those guys. Sabarin, I mean. I don't know. <laughs> Could start yeah. some shit. I mean, we Same we need Pims. We need Pims in the in the A. Do we really? <laughs> <laughs> I so thought maybe, we needed goals more than anything. <laughs> yeah, but Saverin, he could be there to uh, even Ian saying it. Yeah, was, he could protect the kids on the Cuda, and and there you go. Um, so that's yeah, that's what it comes down to. 
uh, the, you know, the, the other boroughs again, it's <laughs> kind of like, sure. You know, uh, <laughs> it, it, again, it is what it is. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody stands out at camp and has Kyle, you know, looking over his shoulder, you know, who I'm really down to see between camp and training. The guy that I'm going to be laser focused on, on the blue line is Kanijov. Yeah. Let him get that full camp because he was, he was up and down. He, he had glimpses of like, Oh, there's that guy. And yeah. then he would teeter a little bit and you go, well, fuck the guy hasn't played in 18 months. What do you expect? He's still getting his, his legs under him. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if he's on the Tomash hurdle fitness program, uh, <laughs> dude, like dude could come in on fire, but yeah, that's the guy that I'm really super, super focused on. Oh. And then when we were talking about money coming off the books, uh, the other name that I forgot to mention besides LeBanc and Lindblom is, I mean, talk about elephant in the room, redeem Shimmick, redeemer, yeah. my buddy. I've been, dude, I've been rooting for you for so long, but it's clear that it's, you know, he's, he's going to be the six, seven guy. And let's yeah. hope his head is okay. I mean, he, he dealt with two head injuries this past year and, you know, he's if he been... takes another one this season, that's it. Just call it. Yeah. Stay healthy. Stay safe. That's, that's the tough, that's the tough one. Um, so it, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Ian saying, you know, Carpenter probably wears a C with the CUDA, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised of him making the shark squad too. Uh, so, dude, uh, Jim in Florida, a reporter asked Dubas about the Penguins currently being over the calf cap. He laughed and said, "You mean cap friendly? I know how to manipulate the cap. We'll be fine." And so Jim is saying, "Don't be shocked about Carlson." I'm not shocked about Carlson. It does seem, if you look at the moves that the Penguins are making, especially if they're the front runner for Carlson services, which as it stands right now, it sounds like they are like Seattle and Carolina sniffing, but it sounds like the pens are in dude. It feels like the pens are going to try to do all they can to like get one, one more. more for, you know, Crosby and Malkin. My, my question is, is that if you're going to get that one more, doesn't it feel like the sharks in 1819 where they think one more with Jumbo and Pavs and Burns Oh, holding on to guys beyond their best by date is by all means not an original idea. No, but I mean, uh, do you think it's going to be Pittsburgh? And if so, let me ask you this: If so, I you better not care. put. No, you better not. <laughs> no, my point is, is don't get that pick lottery protected. Let them risk. Yeah, but let them risk the first, like like the Sharks did. And dude, ever ever since Stutzla, dude, it seems like every. Yes. <laughs> First round pick. It's like it's automatically lottery protected. We'll see what happens. Top I'm two, top just, five, top ten. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, though, I mean, in I remember Ian talking about this uh, as we came up on the last deadline. Dude, the East, it's it's funny to see. I mean, of course, we didn't want to see the, the Golden Knights lift the cup, but right. it's funny to see that the cup ended up in the Pacific Division after the arms race that both, <laughs> you know, both divisions in the East had. And you look at, it's still an arms race. Carolina out there trying to, I mean, if they, dude, if they get Carlson, I'm going to laugh my ass off. I'm going to go, yeah, Carlson and Burns worked so great last time. <laughs> but Carolina, I think you would say at this point is, and Timo getting a full season, because Timo did not have a good playoff. 
No. So he gets a full season. He finds his legs. And, you know, after he got the bag, might be a little, you know, now that the pressure's off, maybe he's a little more comfy. Who knows? Uh, But, dude, you got Carolina. You got Jersey probably a little bit more on the come up. Dude, Isles still have Sorokin. Right? It's still a beast. They're going to beat the crap out of each other. And and look what happened. Rangers have Shesterkin. They're making moves. Um, and then you got Pittsburgh. So it's like, I, I think Washington is on the downslide. I think, you know, Ovi is just in it to get the record and then bounce. Uh, you know, Philadelphia is still a clown car. Columbus, you know, it's not like uh, Fantilli's going to come in and like change that thing overnight. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a dog pile in the Metro. I love to see that. Now in the in the Atlantic, dude. Oh, you got Toronto, you got Boston, Tampa, Florida. Dude, but the whole thing, dude. If you look around, I, dude, I Boston might barely get in as a wild card. All right. the moves that they've made, right? It's going to be real fun to see how that plays out. Yeah, I can't wait. It's, but it'll be fun because it because they all went for it. And what happens? The team that didn't do anything at the deadline sneaks into the playoffs. Thank you, Chicago, and gets within you know three game, three wins of winning the big shiny thing. Yeah. It's, it, un- it's unbelievable. It, it's so much fun how 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 the playoffs work. It's just crazy. I, the, since we're on the top of a Carlson, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Seattle. I mean, there was that little bump in the rumor that, you know, Dallas was in it. I mean, <laughs> I would have to think you'd have to give a massive haul to for to trade Carlson within the division. Oh, I so don't give a fuck. I don't please you give a prefer. You I, have no preference. I dude, I, I could give a fuck. The only way that that I give a fuck about Carlson being traded in division is if the Sharks are going to be competitive. They're not. They're not going to be competitive next season. The season after that, I I would expect them to at least improve. Like, between last season and this season, it wouldn't surprise me if they stay the same or get worse because, again, no more Timo, and if the tea leaves are correct, no Carlson. Your top two offensive weapons from last season are gone. So, And you've proven that you can't stop a puck. So it's going to be if this if this team gets 20 wins next season, I'll be happily surprised. But to trade Eric Carlson a division, I could give two shits about it because the Sharks aren't competitive right now and won't be for the at least the next two seasons. I big fucking deal. Don't even care Fair to enough. me. It's dude, trade him to fucking Vegas for all I care. If Vegas is willing to give us like their, you know, their next two firsts, you know, like whoever offers the, you know, whoever comes with the largest offering, here you go. Yeah. Don't care. So looking at some of the comments in the chat, a uh, hot wheels 84, but you could imagine burns and EK 65. That would be so great. Yeah. <laughs> roll emoji. So great. With, San Jose. And here's the other thing. And Dmitry Orlov went to Carolina today. Uh, so 
There's yeah, a, run it. You know, uh, Ian saying the Metro's a fucking gauntlet. Jim and FLA. Uh, the Penguins have their next two number ones and can shed Granlin's five million and Carter's three million with the moves they made today. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I I wasn't the biggest Lorenz fan on the ice, but I will tell you, off the ice, he was one of. I don't know that you'd meet a sweeter guy, guy on the team. Yeah. Great. So that like if you like like oh man it couldn't have been Cunning had to be Lawrence. <laughs> uh, you know. Brian Smith who is Boston's one C uh, LOL if Bergeron doesn't come back. Coil? Again I could give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Ian saying no you need to to extract the in division tax it's just good asset management. Oh I mean if you can absolutely but it, again it comes down to whoever offers the biggest slice you know you win no <laughs> with absolute whoever eats the most hot dogs come you know <laughs> hey, like on july 4th joey go joey but i've you know that <laughs> again that's another one that i'm interested about is luke cunning is luke cunning going to be able to do anything if if he is unable to come back uh, as far as i know i mean hopefully he will be able to but if someone pushes his ass out of a job and it's like well there was there was another like deal that kind of you know what did we trade for kind of was that Leonard and like a pick yeah yeah Eek. and I mean and not that Leonard, John Leonard Leonard wasn't even qualified right no yeah so it's like what do we give up for was that a third rounder right I believe so yeah so and granted I know they're all lottery tickets and blah 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 but either way it's just kind Still. of like yeah it's like. If Cunning doesn't come back and, do, you know, right up there with like Lim, at least Lindblom was like a FA signing, right? Right. Yeah. So After like he got bought out by Philly. Yeah. So if like Cunning had been an FA signing, I'd been like, all right, fine. Yeah. Price of doing business. But the fact that you give up a pick and it's like, ugh. and I get it. Injuries aren't the player's fault. But no. But uh, speaking of, of picks going in a trade involving the Sharks, uh, the trade today. Uh, Stephen Lawrence in a 2025 fifth rounder going to the Panthers for Anthony Duclair. Uh, I've always liked Anthony Duclair's game, but he can get a little hot or cold, and, and then injuries do uh, become an issue every now and then. Uh, mm-hmm. But like we said, Stephen Lawrence, great guy off the ice, uh, got to career-high 10 goals, and, and I think he's going to be a nice fit for Florida overall, but uh, surprised by this move? I, obviously, a cap dump for uh, Florida, who well, yeah, twelve, Florida's or, or two, almost two million in cap space with this. Yeah, it's clear Florida's got some irons in the fire. There's talk about them like going after Bertuzzi or Tarasenko or some other name I saw bandied about. So, I mean, Florida clearly not done. Uh, I, it was a fifth. Fifth. Yeah, next year, next year's fifth. Uh, 2025. Uh, 20, oh, 2025. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really have a problem with this. Greer has him, you know, he th- this is a three-time 20-goal scorer. He says that he thinks, you know, Declare is going to slide into that top six. I guess you, what, put post him with uh, Couture and Barabanov? Yeah. Well, no, but, well, see, but I, I always feel like Barabanov, for whatever reason, uh, finds more success when he's paired with Hurdle. Hurdle. Yeah. So, but maybe your your pair. You know, if we go back to the, the pairs, uh, yes. what was it, the DeBoer style yeah. or the the I can't remember it was DeBoer or Bugner, but um, you know, it's that whole pairing style where you just pick the two guys, staple them together, and then just plug in that 
third piece and right. figure it out after that. So, I mean, what? Uh, I mean, as it stands right now, your top line is going to be like Hurdle centering LeBanc and Barabanov. There you go. So I <laughs> guess Couture, Declare, and, and LeBanc. No, no, no. I said LeBanc would be with Hurdle oh, and me. Barabanov. So, it's, I mean, you got like Couture, Duclair, and I don't know, Eklund? If he makes a camp, <laughs> if he's healed, ready to go. I mean, I know they said he wasn't going to be on ice for the development camp, but he's going to be around the guys. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. So, so But you're down the four, or you know, down the middle. Hurdle, Couture, does Bordalo get a look? And Sturm is your fourth line guy? You know, what about, I mean, you can slot Peterson to the left. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's going to be, again, between dev and training, these camps are going to be real interesting to watch to see who pushes who, who stands out, and to maybe a more, to more detriment is who doesn't stand out. No, you know? that's true. Because we, I mean, hello, Ryan Merkley. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that was a guy who was expected to stand out. And maybe that's why I'm thinking of Kinesioff or whatever. But I just remember that camp a couple of years. I think it was like the camp just before COVID. A lot of people had some big things to say about Merkley going into it. And then it was like, where is this fucking guy yet? Whether it was Kinesia, whoever the hell it was. I just remember a lot of people talking about somebody else. And it wasn't the guy that everybody was talking about, talking about before. And Ryan Merkley doesn't even get a... Uh qualifying offer from the avalanche so he's a ufa do you think wouldn't it be fucked up i don't think it'll happen but it would be really fucking funny if the sharks threw him a pto oh god <laughs> really fucking then again well, you know mike greer was joking about uh if thornton thornton hasn't officially submitted his papers <laughs> oh no it's like if he shows up around training camp and wants to go it's like knock yourself out here's the pads go go have fun the one thing that was very cool oh about <laughs> about um, Greer's uh, presser today was the fact that uh, he seems super jacked that Marlowe is evidently going to be a big part of being around the kids over these three days and, and you know, showing them how you do things the Sharks way, be professional, you know, first one right. off, la first one out there, last one off. Uh, although I think that was more Pavelski's game, but. It'll it'll be interesting to see on that on that last night that scrimmage. That scrimmage is gonna be fun. Yeah, and I'm, and I and I think fun. and I think with the and sorry not to jump on on top of your words, but I think with how the Sharks fairly did at the draft, including their their top two picks in the first round, I think there's a little bit of a buzz, and you throw in. Bordalo and Eklund in there. And yeah, Eklund's not going to be there, and who knows if is going to be in there. But to starly start to get some guys that really have some good potential traction, it's nice to see in in the Sharks' uh, bank. Well, Greer seemed very confident that Eklund will be ready to go once training camp starts. So you like to see that. Right. Um I, again, I'm just, I'm so, everybody that I've, you know, read all the, the prognosticators, all the people in the know, um, 
they're all very happy with what the Sharks did with those first two picks. Yeah. Picks after that remains to be seen. Hopefully you have that person that jumps out that that Joe Pavelski, that Demers, that you know, what was Tommy Wingles taken? Seventh, fifth, Something somewhere like in there. That. And of course Pavelski, seventh round. Nabby yeah. was drafted but let's in a be round honest, that Pavelski wasn't... was a fucking anomaly. But they're, you know, they have LeBanc, seventh rounder. So hopefully you can mine for, you know, maybe they pull a rabbit out of their ass and they mine for some gold. Right. Uh, one guy that I heard uh, a bit about was, um, God, what was his, uh, Alex Lang, was it Langdon? Lang, Langang something? I'll pull it up. God damn it. I have access to things. You have access to it. I'll look at the chat coming in. All here. right. So the uh, kid is Axel. That's So I said Alex. <laughs> Axel Landon. That is a guy that um, uh, he's a guy, and he's always been a guy and will remain to be a guy. Uh, Axel Landon, The most most of the stuff that I've read about him is he's like a Kachuk without any ability. <laughs> so he'll go out there and he'll he might scare the crap out of you, but he's not going to score. But he he evidently has a lot of nastiness to his game. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not saying he's going to be the Sharks Ryan Reeves or anything like that. But he could also be a guy in a couple of years that maybe is uh, that protector, if you will. But everybody I, that I've read, uh, I'll tell you, very happy with Smith. Real, I mean, but again, you get the fourth pick, you're going to get something of value. Uh, really happy with Musty. A lot of people had Musty rated higher than when he was taken. Yeah. Um, the one that's a little kind of like, I don't know, is uh, Svoboda. He wasn't on a lot of people's lists. So a lot of people that I was reading, they were just kind of like, who? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll see yeah the other guy they seemed a little juiced on was uh polcom if i'm i'm sure i'm not pronouncing that correctly but they seem like that could be value in a lower round so again you know it all ends up in the wash we'll see what happens i i, uh, I mean you see ian saying the non-qualified list was a graveyard of sharks draft picks uh um dude he, you want to talk graveyard let's talk Sharks draft picks over the last 10 years. We could talk about the last 32. <laughs> let's be honest here. The um, the other thing that Greer mentioned in the uh, call, which I was a little like, hmm, I'm surprised they haven't figured something out yet, was the uh, the QO to Cout. I was, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm interested to see how that plays out. I want to see what, what that QO ends up with. And I know Lacey mentioned it. That he was kind of bummed to see uh, Chris Cuolo go. As yeah, was I. I thought yeah. he was a nice little engine to have at the Barracuda that might, you know, jump up once in a while if some if through injury or something. I don't know that he's going to make the uh, make the NHL, but, man, he's a fiery little spitball. Yeah, he, he had a nice, nice uh, as you said, a spitball of fire, uh, even with the CUDA. I mean, the first game after he was traded for Weatherby went off. Was you know, was great. Oh yeah. Oh, and Ian bringing up Luca Cagnoni. Yeah, that was another one that that people said like that that could end up being something that made that. You know, hindsight of course is a mother, 
that could be one where people go, how the hell did he slip that far down? Right. So, so uh, you know, yeah, expecting all your sevenths to be Pavelski is a lull. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you think? Uh, yeah. Uh, Sharks, Jules, Jewels. Jewels. Uh, Musty is uh, Steel, calling it now. Uh, so A and, lot of, well, to, to be far. To be far. Uh, Jewels, uh, you're not the only one saying that. No. <laughs> At this time, but it, it's it's a promising one, and, and yeah, Declare is a guy, and Jules also says this in here. You know, you, you can flip for a second at the deadline if things don't go your way, or you're not re-signing mm. Declare. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be fun, and it's that's and, the other thing I like though is that some people go Declare, you know, he you know he's tailing off or whatever. I mean, say whatever you want. It's only three million dollars. And it's only for this year. Right. And again, it's it's that old joke of give me a team filled with guys who are on their contract year and I'll win you the cup every time. Like <laughs> you're talking about Anthony Duclair, 27. Okay. 27 on the last year of his deal that is paying him a three mil. Yeah. And he will be 28 this. Well, yeah. At about a month and a half. Yeah. So tell me that guy isn't super fucking motivated to get his final back, <laughs> you know, or at least get moved to a place to get the bag. Right. And he's been moved around a lot and he can he could definitely yeah. contribute again. Like we like I, I, see, I remember being declared being a blue jacket, wasn't he? He was a blue jacket. He was a senator. He was see, a Blackhawk. There are certain he guys, a, though, I always associate them with a certain team. And for some reason, declare I always associate as a blue jacket. And I don't think he was there for that long, for that matter, too. He must have. Well, that just goes to show you the little name value that has ever played in Columbus. That's true. I don't know. There's, there are guys that I've really. LeBanc, play for the bag. Declare, play for that bag. Barabanov, my man, 29 years old. Brother, play for that final bag. Because you know, Barabanov, he might get like maybe a four year deal. And if the, that, and, and the, he just turned twenty nine, and, and I gotta say, hey uh, Toronto, how's uh, Ante Suomela treating you? Yeah. Uh, Shimmick. I mean, dude, just play for a fucking contract somewhere. Yeah, dude, Shimmick. Let's be honest, Shimmick should just go back to the Euro. Just <laughs> go go to the European League, but just take it easy. Only if he's okay. Only yeah. if he's okay. So. Um, anything else to add? I, I think we kind of covered it, uh, in here. Uh, I mean, again, you know, declare Greer said declare is going to have every opportunity to fit in the top six. Now, of course, when I'm hearing that, I was just going to be like, oh, because there's so many to choose from. Well, we also <laughs> let's be honest. We also did say that about Lynn Blom around this time too. Yeah, like oh so, my god, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Lynn Blom right. was projected to be top six. Yeah. Oh, that's a kick in the ball. Fifth saying SHL MVP Auntie Sue Amella. There you go. There you go. Glad uh, but Mike Greer on Duclair said, you know, it, it's a feeling out for both sides. Oh, for uh, sure. You know, of course, the Sharks need to replace some offense. <laughs> you think? Uh, oh, yeah. And evidently, he you know checks a lot of boxes. He plays the right way. If I never hear that again, it'll be too <laughs> soon. It it was like it's right up there with uh, with Todd McClellan's. We lacked polish. 
I got so tired of hearing that. Oh, the same thing with Dean Lombardi back in the day saying we we want grit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sounding a little bit like Mike Greer right now. He just uses a different term. Uh, uh, you know, we have to be harder. We have to be tenacious. We have to be harder to play against. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, I get that, but you also need a score. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know what's really hard to play against is that when you can't get scored on. That's super hard to play against. Yeah. Uh, but Blackwood said he felt like he had had bad luck when it came to injury, and we're confident he'll be in a good spot when camp starts. Uh, again, I love a reclamation project. Dude, Alex, fucking stay luck. Yeah. Okay. I I love a feel good story. So if if he's able to turn it around here, I, I couldn't hope for anything better. Uh, Greer did say that there was nothing new on the EK sixty five front. All was quiet at the moment. However, uh-huh. earlier today, it was talked about, reported on NHL Network Radio that EK, as from what I was told, or from from what. From what I had heard, uh, <laughs> that I th- from what I remember is Ek basically handed like a list of like ten teams that he like didn't even want to talk to. Okay, y- you want to guess who those teams were? Like, oh, Anaheim, <laughs> Columbus, basically every team that finished in the fucking cellar and has <laughs> no hope in hell of doing anything in the next four years. Like those were the teams. Um, but so, wait a minute! Why don't you train them to Chicago straight up? They they they're they're just giving away cap money. He, no, he was on the list. Although wouldn't that be interesting to get them involved in eating two and a half mil? But anyway, hell, um, getting him over there with Connor Bedard, I don't think he'd mind. No, he dude, Chicago's still a, a ways away. So just um, yeah. Um, the oh, the other thing, of course, that was disc- I don't even know who the fuck stirred up this pot about Nashville calling on Logan Couture. Who stirred yeah. that fucking pot up? I don't know. Like I saw, like every once in a while, you see somebody tweet, like the, uh, the who was the the girl who initially broke the declare thing? Oh, Shana? Shana Goldman from the Athletic. Yeah, so she mentions it. Then you see somebody else, whether it's LeBron or Drager, whoever, Panyota, somebody comes in and kind of says, you know, can confirm or I'm hearing something similar or whatever. Uh, you see that. There was no confirmation by anybody about the Nashville calling on Logan shit. And Greer today said, like, call all you want. We're not moving the dude. So... Unless it's uh, ridiculous, yeah. Well, could, well, his, I think it's yeah. a case of Couture. It's they're going to ride Couture like that's going to be their ride or die until Couture comes in and says, "Get me the fuck out of here." Train me right, fucking now. Yeah. Uh, now that being said, <laughs> Couture has four years left. He might start getting the EK sixty five itchies to get the hell out of here and hoist a big shiny thing. Right. So we'll we'll see, but. Oh man, Couture, my brother. At least that whole time that like Thornton was here, like they only missed the playoffs like once when he was on the roster. You know, whereas Couture, fuck, you got to feel bad for that fucking guy. Twice, I think. What? Fourteen, fifteen, and nineteen twenty for Jumbo. Wasn't Jumbo in Toronto by then? No, no, it was the following year he went to Toronto. Oh, uh, but either way, either for way. all the time he was here. You know, it was like playoffs were fate to complete. Right. Oh, Couture, he might be like, oh, I'm I known wonder, as a playoff performer. You know, 
I don't know if Dallas is going to sign Pavs for another year. Maybe I can take his spot. Oh. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Uh, the other thing about Noah Gregor, you know, he was uh, quoted, Mike Greer <laughs> said, Gregor did well, but he just didn't fit what we were looking for. We wish him the best. I'm sure he'll find a landing spot. I mean, what, like Balsers last year? Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, dude, I mean, Gregor and Balsers, are they both about, I mean, I would say Gregor has better wheels. Maybe Balsers yes. can like stick handle a little better, but are, you know, like in the aggregate, are they about the same guy statistically? Sure. So, uh, anyway, uh, and, and I, I also mentioned, you know, he only played in one preseason game for the Sharks, but uh, whatever it was in that preseason game really uh, screwed up um, Marcus Navarra, and he retired at age 29. Uh, uh, man, which is just I, crazy. I feel bad for that poor son of a gun. That, but that's that's a rough one because they were open for him to be a decent guy for the Sharks last year and didn't even come close to sniffing the lineup. See, and that's like I can give. Greer a mulligan for last season's moves because I would say a lot of those things were put into motion before he even got here and he just kind of had to sign off on some things but so like the moves that Greer has made since the puck dropped last October in Prague I don't hate them right. you know and I and, and I think it's one of those things where it's like well, he's still got to get rid of all this Doug Wilson shit and out of the way and you know okay fucking you know it's like you ever see the movie Armageddon where yes. they're like they they took the blueprints of Bruce Willis's like this big super drill thing and then Bruce Willis shows up and goes, let me guess, you're having trouble because you, re you couldn't read the fucking blueprints. And then he gets <laughs> into it and he just starts ripping shit out and goes, you know, what's this and get this the hell out of here. I, that's like what Greer is going through right now. It's like, OK, get this the hell out of here. No, no. And. I, I, it's it's just that so the whoever said Nudavara Lindblom like the those moves I kind of just go, you know those are a little cringe and again the other thing that I uh, still th that we talked about at least at some point in some fashion I don't remember seeing Tim Burke anywhere near the fucking stage during this draft yeah. Uh, it makes me wonder if they finally decided to pull the ripcord or at the very least be like, okay, so we're going to give you a call when we want your opinion, <laughs> oh, boy. but you're largely ceremonial at this point, you know, because dude, I mean, just historically look at the drafts that he was involved, you know, over the last five or six, you know, before DW junior took the reins. Mm. It's not good. Not a lot of ROI there. So hopefully he's able to flip that. And if, if again, if Nabby, love you, dude, but if you have to be an ambassador for the team, you know, a, a face that they can trot out on alumni night that everybody has a, a, a great opinion of, and, oh, he, he gives me the warm fuzzies <laughs> or what, be that dude. Right. Just go be that, sign the autographs and, and, and be nice and be that guy. But, uh, dude, so far the proof is in the pudding. And since your regime, tell me a goaltender that has, like, you know, <laughs> made it happen, Captain. Right. 
Uh, just to go through some of the comments in here. Alex Not that Hockey. Hedberg had much better. Uh, that's true. Uh, Alex Hockey, hey, I had no idea that you guys were going. Twitter has been been working all day. Yeah. Fuck Twitter. Yeah. Uh, well, did you not know that our rate limit was exceeded? <laughs> Triple G 0806. What's the deal with Mackenzie Blackwood? That's the best we can do in goal. I don't have an issue with most of the signings and traits, but I don't get this one. Recla- Dude, reclamation project, band-aid for right now, and you're going to pray that somebody, Makaniemi, Krona, somebody finds the unlock the the cheat code yes and is able to to come out of this and i don't know bow pit i mean they're uh <laughs> i still so they didn't qo strauss and uh i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe ben you know godro may, maybe he's a little <laughs> humbled after not getting selected in seven rounds Ooh, that might that would throw that him a fucking pto <laughs> oh my god right so we'll see on that not so mid-major uh, honest question: can, What can we blame Greer on versus what can we blame Wilson on? I, I don't know that you can blame. I don't know if he can yet. Yeah, I don't know that you. There's yeah, small we're sample size. <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet. Greer. Yeah, I just don't know that Chief had, you know, too much to work with. Uh, overall, mm, the Burns deal. Still um, a little out there, although you do get an upgrade over Lor- with uh, Duclair over Lawrence. Yeah, but you gave up a fifth, and then but there was also uh, I mean you can look at the Burns deal and kind of go, mm, but then again I almost look at the Burns deal to just say it was a move that had to be made. It's the price of poker, um, you know, but I I. At the time, I wasn't a big fan of the Nieto trade. I remember not being a fan of that. You know, Nieto and Merkley for Cout and who was the other cat? Peter was. Oh, um, who was it? Jacob McDonald. McDonald. Yeah, I was not a fan of that deal at the time. I thought that at the very least, the Sharks also should have gotten like a sixth or a seventh in that because Nieto was the big was the value piece in that. Right. And I didn't, you know, you can sit there and say Markley and Cout was problem for problem. Okay, well, then those wash. So Nieto for McDonald, I just felt like power play specialists, or I'm sorry, penalty kill, (laughs) Nieto power play (laughs) specialist, PK specialist. Uh, It just, so I was a little eh about that. But hindsight, looking at it, you kind of go, you know, McDonald hasn't been bad. Uh, so I almost kind of go, well, that's a washing. You got, you got Merkley off your hands and Cout, I think has been serviceable. I think he's certainly brought more to the party than Merkley has. So I don't have a problem with that. Um, there was another move. I didn't, I didn't like losing AC Mont. I liked what he brought. I I liked what he brought and, and he's flipping for Nemestikov and, then you, that gets you back what a third? Yeah. So I mean, but and, but AC Mont was found money. Oh, big time found money. Yeah, waiver claim, right? Right. So I mean, picking up AC Mont again, it's like, fuck, I I really liked him as a player, and I thought he embraced his role, knew exactly what he was here to do. But again, changing found money into a third round pick, 
you, you can't be mad at that. So mm, that yeah, that one, I would say, and who, who do we take in the third round? Who? <laughs> so it's, mm, you know, that that's one of those ones you can judge where it's just kind of go, eh, what are you going to do? Um, if anything, you have to judge Greer, I guess, on who he let walk, you know, or not qualify and, you know, no, so and, and a lot of people in the chat were saying Greer will be judged by how the Timo trade works out, which that's, makes sense. That's a good point. But yeah, Drew that's, with that. that's again, that's another one of those things where it's just kind of like, you know, the Sharks weren't able to commit to that would it be nice to have get a little more back of course and that's going to be one of those things that down the line because everybody's going to say whoever gets the best player out of the deal wins the trade right you know you could sit there and go back to uh 2005 you know Sturm Primo Stewart for Joe Thornton I think it's pretty fucking obvious who won that trade so, you know, we're going to look back on this in four or five years and go, fuck, man, Jersey fleeced the Sharks. Eh, maybe. Possibly. But, yeah, and, oh, and Ian's saying Timo turned down more money to stay with New Jersey. So, clearly digs it there. I can't blame him. Right. Um, you know, you want to win. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, look, to be, to be far, to I, be far. Uh, I wouldn't want to uh, spend my prime with a franchise that is in the, a cellar dweller. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, and, I, man, it works out for both stacked. sides. Yeah. Works out for both sides. Had, you know, we all wish that they would have gotten a little bit more. Who was that kid that everybody wanted back from New Jersey? Nishi? Nishi? Um, Something? No, no. Mecca? No. Mercer. Mercer. There you go. So, and, and that was never going to fucking happen. No. But, God damn, it would have been nice if it had. Right. right. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, this is, you know, again, this is Greer. It's it's a, it's a fucking joker, baby. It's all part of the plan. Right. And so hopefully we'll be able to judge this in three to five years and <laughs> Just go. Just like Pat. Greer was absolutely like he was playing chess while we were all playing checkers. Or we're going to be able to look back and, and you know, and if, <laughs> rewind the dial, the, the um, what is it, the, in, um, Back to the Future, the you know when the space time continuum it went off right here, you know it'll sit there and go. It was when they traded Timo is when everything went to shit. Like this is you know, so you could do that, but um, you know because that that's where I am with Eric Carlson. This is where it all went to shit right here. So oh, six wins away from winning the big shiny thing, but damn it, uh, Ian saying well, I meant the extension. No, I oh my my bad. Uh, Maki is the get in the burn steal just because Lawrence played in the NHL doesn't make him the get. LOL. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Duclair is a way better asset than Lawrence from Patrick. Absolutely. Uh, Cal- agree with that. Cout's still here. We win that trade. LOL. <laughs> uh, That's true. <laughs> pa- Patrick. And we, we have the opportunity to get Merkley back. <laughs> just like getting Balsers back as part of the trade. We <sighs> even win it more. Dude, we just took back Carpenter for fuck's sakes. Uh, Patrick Tyler, uh, the Timo traded netted Quentin Musty. 
So we'll revisit the Timo trade in three years. That's true. So, see, so that'll be that's a fun one. Solid point. Solid fucking point. Chris, good to see you. Hey, now. Yeah, see, there. I don't have my full, you know, scorecard in front of me, but yeah, yeah it's uh, it's always fun to, um, you know, at some point maybe we have to go full dangle and do a couple trade trees. Oh man, but yeah, that'd be fun. I uh, I don't know. It's this is as it stands. And and it's a little wobbly the way it's standing. And if you take Carlson out of the equation, whoo fa, this is going to be a hard team to watch this coming season. You thought just like Ian said earlier, you thought last season was bad. <laughs> well, I'm dying to know that like once we get to that point of uh, like everything's kind of like that first day of training camp, I'm dying to know what the odds are for every team. Because oh, last time I looked which was a couple weeks ago, dude, it was Philly, San Jose. Oh crap. I want to say Columbus. I forget what the other team is. Anaheim. No, shockingly. No, they Chicago? were one twenty. They were one twenty-five to one. Oh, no, it wasn't Chicago. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? I think it might've been. Chi well, no, cause they still had the number one pick. Everybody knew what it was going to be. I don't, maybe it was Montreal still. Uh, um, gotcha. No, I think you're right. I think it was Montreal, but either know. way, they all, all four of those teams, 150 to one to win the cup. <sighs> and I would right now, I'd say 150 to 150 to one to reach the fucking playoffs. Yeah. yeah oh, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> not so mid calling me out. Remember sharks forever. Barracuda now. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, for that's sure. The, well, and see, that's the other thing, dudes. It's going to be fun to watch the CUDA this year. It will. It should be and a it, lot of fun. And if Eklund and Borderloo are there, that should be that should be a team to be reckoned with. Yeah, but I, I just, And you have defense there, you have up and coming goaltending there. I, I almost say there's no there shouldn't be an excuse unless they they all fall apart. I wanna Eklund and Borderlo, if they're there for longer than a month, something went tragically wrong with the sharks or actually i should say tragically right yeah <laughs> like if, if Eklund and bordalo <laughs> start the season with the barracuda and they're not up with the sharks within by halloween yeah then the sharks are like doing something right that's <laughs> that you know but i'm i'm interested to see if um some of the other kids like make the job like uh what are the like the age out guys like is wise black gonna do something uh, can Gushkin make some noise at the camps? What about yeah. Robbins? Or, you know? or like CP Wilfo saying right now, so is Bicek coming over? And he signed his he signed his entry level deal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he has, but I haven't heard anything about him coming out for the dev camp. That's not to say he's not. Yeah. I just haven't it's just me saying I haven't heard anything. The you know, the other name that we haven't mentioned that I'm like super uh, into seeing what happens is uh, Mukamadulin. Oh yes, you know you got that cat, and then talking about the Kuda. Those what's the other guy? Oki. Oki. Oh, what's that guy's name? I can't. I'm never gonna fucking pronounce I, I think, that. I think Nikita. he actually got it. Nikita. 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 Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Again, I'm gonna take a page out of uh, Drew's playbook. Do something, and I'll learn your name. Yeah, Ian. I think the the Cuda will be better, but not Calder Cup contender better. Okay. 
Oh, you're, oh, Ian saying Beastead has a Euro assignment in his clause and is a LC. So there you go. So, we'll yeah, the defense should be better. Uh, dude, wasn't Gannon LaRock like sidelined with injuries for a little bit last season? So, like, can, can he come back? There's, it's, man, it just feels like there's so much, I don't want to, I don't want to say promise, but there's right. so much to, like, make somebody hopeful that Five years from now, the Sharks could be a lot of fun and maybe start another run of, you know, 15, 16, 18 years of playoff hopes, you know, and, and selling out the tank again. And, and hopefully at the same time, the Warriors go into the shitter. <laughs> that would be fantastic. The Sharks finally get some love in the months of January, February, and March. That'd be nice. So that... Yeah, I would love to see that. So th- I th- just I feel like there's so much hope, but mm. cautious optimism, cautious optimism. Yet again, I'm not a pessimist. I'm not an optimist. I'm a realist. Right. And right now the reality says the Sharks this coming season are going to suck. <laughs> but I'm um, still. But the thing is, I feel like there's a plan. Like there's a right, road there's map. There's something, something to, to look forward to. Yeah, there is light at the end of this very right. dark tunnel. And so, uh, I don't know. You better step up your giveaway game, guys, if you want to put butts in seats. I don't know. <laughs> Call us. We'll help you out. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, and then final thing before we leave. Oh. Uh, when do you think uh, Joe Thornton announces he's finally done? Well, he said he, he might just have uh, come out, out of retirement or out of semi-retirement. With a career, so who knows? Well, I th- it wouldn't surprise me if they pull a, a gag in September and have him come out there and do, like, the first day of camp and, you know, <laughs> get it on photo and blah, 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 because, you know, the, the Sharks are right up there with the team that loves to to mine the clicks with the alumni. They're, you know, they love to hold on. To, can we talk about Game 7 for a minute? No? Okay. Oh. Um, but... I could see them doing that. It would be a rather funny gag. Uh, but, you know, Chief's in Sweden. He's doing the family thing. But, you know, come September, he'll be back. Oh, yeah. It makes me wonder if they're finally going. Yeah, when he gets cut from training camp. That's what he is. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if before opening night, it's not announced that, okay, this is going to be his, you know, he's going to do the the retirement announcement at SAP, just like Marlowe did. And then we'll find out next summer when the Thornton retirement game is. You would hope, because if they do it right, that was the thing that pissed me off a little bit when they did the Marlowe game before Chicago. Like, the dude has zero ties to Chicago, right? None. Zilch. Nada. It would have been really cool if they had done the Marlowe retirement thing with Toronto in town, you know, Marner, Matthews, that whole thing. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Agreed. So, uh, you know, Uh, they couldn't do that. So, but if when Jumbo, when they do his, they got to do it with with either Boston or Toronto, but it it should be Boston. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, But then again, you know, it was 25 or it was 20 years ago. Is anybody still there (laughs) that he knows? Like, for Thornton, maybe it's not so big of a deal of who the hell it is. Yeah. You know? 
But Toronto True. would be nice. Yeah. Uh, Ian saying Joe is in Switzerland, and because he mentioned Game yeah. 7. Did somebody say Game 7. So oh, there's that. Uh, what? There's what? Oh, don't worry. It, it played. So on that note, in case oh, you missed okay. anything, you want know, to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher. You can see them all down below. They aren't going away or going to you know, give you a rate limit to listen to it. Uh, of course, we also encourage you to smash that like, sub, and bell buttons on YouTube. It'll let you know when we go on. We had a little bit early tonight because we wanted to uh, shoot the shit about uh, what the Sharks did this uh, Canada Day. Who the fuck is Giovanni Smith? <laughs> and there you go. Uh, Ian, your, your, your final thoughts before we get out of here. Yeah, Ian, let's know. What are they? <laughs> No, you just said, Ian, your final thoughts. Oh, I'm so, yeah. It's summer break. So, Ian, huh? your final thoughts. Who's who's Giovanni Smith? I was gonna uh, say, oh, if that's the case, we'd say, when the Sharks do good, it's good. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> AJ, your final thoughts. My bad, bud. Again, I've, uh, there's hope at the end of the tunnel, but in and again, I, you know, I'm not a fan of sitting there going, well, you know, if you listen to me a year and a half ago, uh, but look, this is it's not an original thought. We've all thought that they were going to suck for a while. Again, yep. sharks were the uh, last ones on board with the rebuild. Everybody else was ready, ready for it. Um, but we're finally here and uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better, but it's going to get better. Right. And there's, you know, there's some talent here. Let's let's see where we're at in five years when you've got Eklund and Bordalo and Musty and Smith making, you know, Hurdle look like Vlasic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let, let's see where we're at when we have that kind of changing of the guard. You know, Vlasic's out of here in three years. Hurdle's out of here in four years. And Couture, mm -hmm. or no, I'm sorry, Couture's out of here in four years. Hurdle's out of here in, what, five, six? Six. Jesus. Ah, uh, yeah, but it's... Seven. It's, sorry, seven. But, okay, but the... Um, yeah, but he can be moved after year four. <laughs> of course. So, um, or is it year three? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, there's, there's, you know, there has to be a changing of the guard. Just like there was a changing of the guard from... Habs and Marlowe and Thornton over to Couture and Hurdle, and it'll eventually shift. Change happens. Shift happens. So we'll uh, at, le at least there's hope, right. is what I'm saying. And hopefully all these guys pan out because God knows it's about time for that pendulum of luck to swing into the Sharks' favor. <laughs> God, would I like to see that. I want to see... I want to see... 20 years from now, Sharks fans desperately holding on to Smith and Eklund the way that they've held on to Marlowe and Thornton for so long. Right. That's what I want to see. Right. No, completely agree on there. So for AJ, I'm Eric. You can follow us. Well, these are our Instagram handles. Who knows what Twitter is going to do next uh, tomorrow. So. Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. But until then, uh, we'll be back with you on Thursday night following the <laughs> prospect scrimmage. And if you don't think it's going to get better, give your balls a tug, eh? And if you want to check out our draft coverage, Ian, Jules, and Mark did a hell of a job 
covering the draft uh, for that. Of course, I think Sleepy, you were looking for us talking about the uh, giveaways. We did that on our schedule show. So get caught up. Huh? There were, there were giveaways? What giveaways? No, the, the promotion schedule. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but speaking of giveaways, oh, we're we're going to be um, he's doing some sort got a of a, prize closet, folks. Yeah, not even <laughs> kidding. You're going to hear me climb into it uh, when the season starts. Um, the uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do it now. Um, <laughs> the we're we're going to be live from the prospect camp. Hopefully, we're going to be able to talk to a couple people. Uh, you might even hear us on the Barracuda broadcast or the the Prospect Skimmage broadcast. You might even hear us on the Sharks Audio Network. Could happen. I even promise. if I have to bring a fucking megaphone for it. To do- <laughs> I I promise not to do my Rusinowski or Rollenberger impressions Ugh. there. So, so. Uh, we'll we'll be involved. We'll be live in some way, shape, or form on the sixth for the Prospect Scrimmage. Uh, hopefully we'll have somebody to somebody to talk to, and then uh, obviously if between now and then EK65 gets dealt, we'll be going live. Don't yes. you fucking worry. Oh yeah, we will be and, on it for sure. And then once the new season starts, uh, we're probably at the very least we're doing a giveaway every pucknologist, and we'll probably do one uh, at least once a week on one of the after dark shows. Yes, lots to start. Let's let's just say we. We have hurdle bobbleheads that were never given away unless you went to the draft party. But these are the bobbleheads that were the giveaway, scheduled giveaway for fan appreciation night back in April of 2020 until COVID fucked everything up. We also have a shit ton of those Sharks lunch boxes that everybody loves. And then another COVID giveaway that got shit on was the Shirzy, the Black Uprising got like 50 of those which if if you remember correctly aj and jerk were super excited for that game oh we were eye fucking that it was supposed to be against boston still have the ticket (laughs) have the goddamn ticket for it so we're going to be giving away that stuff and uh there you go and you know what and i'm not being a dick but i'm just saying we're not going to ask you to subscribe we're not going to ask you to you know jump through a bunch of hoops we're just going to say Thanks for watching. <laughs> if you want to subscribe or tell a friend, great. Appreciate it. But not a requirement. We're not doing, you know, one of those. Uh, for the giveaway. We we still want people to subscribe. <laughs> yeah, we still would appreciate it. But it's not, we're not going to make it one of those. Uh, oh, my God. It's not going to be some sort of telethon to artificially inflate our numbers. Now, right. I get it. There are other people that do that. And that's their jam. That's fine. I'm just saying won't be a requirement here. Gotcha. All right. We, li- with- we like to do our own thing. And with that, until Thursday, get caught up on all of our content from this week. Or Keep until it re- EK65 is traded. Or until EK65 is traded. Someone's kidding about it. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real. <laughs> that's, wait, can you that smile again? <laughs> Keep it real, teal, folks. Have a good one. 